0: Welcome to Legacy Church's weekly podcast. We are a church located in beautiful South Florida. Thanks for checking out this week's message. If you are looking for a word of hope, purpose, and destiny, then you're tuning in to the right place. If you enjoy the ministry of our church, you can help us by sharing the message like this, by supporting us financially. Just press the Give button on www.yourlegacy.church. It's quick, easy, and secure. Now let's prepare our hearts to hear this week's message. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love in moments where I was, we were unlovable. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. And we're going to be reading from the 38th. Verse, the gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 38, a very familiar passage of scripture. It's one of the most intriguing texts that um, I find in the Bible. I'm going to get into that, but I just love this particular text. Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 38. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. You are more than uh, welcome to follow along as it relates to uh, the Amplified Bible on our uh, Bible program on our platform and But if you want to follow on with your particular translation, that's fine as well. Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 38. You'll find these words. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who was who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, "'Lord, is it of no concern to you "'that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? "'Tell her to help me and do her part.'" Verse 41, but the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part. Which will not be taken away from her. But only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part. I want to preach from the subject, the good part, the good part, the good part. Father, we thank you as always, God, we can't believe that you allow for us to do this We can't believe that you would die on a cross. You would be buried for us, unworthy as we are. And so God, we thank you that we're here. And in spite of everything that's happening all around us, you are still speaking to us from your word. And so God, we come sitting attentively with great expectation and anticipation to hear from you. God, my prayers that you would use me as the preachman, as the vessel, as the mouthpiece. But I can't do it without your spirit. And so I pray that your spirit will be increased. I pray, Lord, that you would decrease me. And I thank you for using me. But I am praying and asking that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in that sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength. And indeed you are my redeemer. In your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. The good part, the good part. I'm old enough and most of you or some of you are as well to remember an action that we would do as young people in our digital day. See, before there was the iPhone and iTunes and before there was CDs and, and iPods and, and streams and all those things, you had to either buy the cassette tape of the song that you like, or you had to buy a blank cassette tape that records and recorded off the radio that was the only two options that you had for the most part or an album an actual vinyl album but those were the only two options that you had if you wanted to hear your favorite song and one of those actions that those of us who are poor, who could not always buy the song or buy the cassette tape or buy the album, one of the things that we would love to do, see some of you all love to watch social media and to watch YouTube and watch videos. What we had is we would sit by the radio. We will pop in that Memorex or whatever particular blank cassette tape that you had and we will wait for the songs to come on. In Detroit, you had the top eight at eight on WJLB 97.9, 98 FM. And you had to wait for the top song to come on. And you got to catch it right. And so you had to be by the radio. And you had to listen to it. And you had to press record on this radio, this big boom box, some might call it. And you had to record your song. But the action that I'm talking about is that once you had that song recorded from beginning to end off the radio, you would do this thing that you would rewind it to your favorite part, to the good part. And you would play it all over again. And then you rewind it and you would call your friends and your siblings and say, here's my part right here. Let me rewind it for you and play it for you. And you'll press rewind. And as soon as it gets to the part where you thought you, 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 you were far enough, you would stop it, press play. And if it wasn't, then you had to fast forward a little bit and you had to stop it and press play. Listen, you all might think that that is tedious and that is foolish, but that was my youth. That was my teenage years. And some of my. Uh, young years and I know that I have somebody that would amen on on the chat with me who was there and you would play it back and you would play your favorite part the good part but you would have to choose you would have to choose out of the whole song which was your favorite part the good part and you got to rewind it and fast forward and get right to the good part And so in order to reach the good part, you had to choose, you had to make a choice to deny the other parts of the song. What am I trying to get at in this introductory part of this message? Life is full of choices. Life is full of choices. And no matter who you are or what you are, none of us get to escape having to make choices. All of us can think back throughout the course of our life or maybe even to this morning and we had to live out within the choices that we've made. Some good, some bad. And we're living in the consequences of our choices. And Genesis, God could have made it so that Adam and Eve didn't have a choice, but that was not his desire. His desire was for always for us to choose him. That's why it is what it is. That's why Christ ain't shaking nobody down and try to get them to follow him. It is a choice. Do you choose the world or do you choose him? The, Adam and Eve had options. They had all of the options in the garden and they had a command to not eat of the tree of knowledge. God gave them a choice. Choose my command or what was presented to you, which was disobedience. All of us have Choices. And the wonderful thing about the good part is that no matter if it's the good part of life, it's the good part of food, it's the good, whatever it is, you have to choose the good part. The good part just don't come knocking at your door. You got to choose the good part. If you want that good job, you got to choose it. You got to apply for it. You got to interview for it. You got to prepare yourself for it. If you want that car, if that's the good car that you like, that's the one you want, you got to choose it. It will not come and knock at your door. If you want to be a good athlete, you want to be a good basketball player, a good football player, a good baseball player, you got to choose to practice, you got to choose to be good in that particular sport. You got to choose it, and in our text today, we see choices being made. And wonderful, the wonder, the wonderful thing about uh, choosing is there's always the challenge of choosing. I don't know about you, but I know I'm not by myself when I speak that sometimes in choosing, the choosing is easy. It's the challenge of what will you choose? I'm telling you, I can make up my mind in a second if you sit, take me to a mall of what I want and how to shop, but it's the challenge of choosing the right spouse. It's the challenge of choosing the right job, the right church. Choosing one is not even a question. You just got to try to figure out how do I choose the right one? And so in our text today, I want to point out a couple of things before I get to my main points and part of the message. Because I need you to understand in this very familiar passage of scripture the challenges of choosing. And I need you to understand that when we look at this particular text and we open it up and dissect the challenges of choosing, I want you to understand that those of us who are in the household of faith and even those who are not, you are faced with the same kind of challenges of choosing. Choosing is not an option. It's not a problem. It's not difficult for you. The challenge is what will you choose? There was a game show that that would always, um, I think it was Let's Make a Deal. And that was a little bit before my time, but I remember it and it's still on to this day. And they would ask you to choose door number one, door number two, or door number three. And you had a choice. Choosing one, two, or three was not the problem. The challenge was which one? And so when we look at our particular text, I see several challenges, several moments of challenging, of of the choosing. If we look, Mary has a challenging moment. It is either to choose what it is to, to serve or to sit. Martha has a challenge. Is it to choose her womanly responsibilities, or God. I see Jesus in this particular text having to choose honoring tradition or the moment. I believe all of us have a choice in this as well. And I want us to understand that these particular challenges comes back to this particular question. Do you choose this or the moment? I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but I believe that you have a this. And I believe that at some point you either have or will have or dead smack in it the moment. Do you choose to serve or the moment if you're married? Do you do you choose the womanly responsibilities or the moment if you're Martha? Do you choose to honor tradition or the moment if you're Jesus? And if you us reading this and being preached to about this, do you choose great praise or the good part? And so I want to answer the question, how do we choose the good part? How do we choose? How do we get through the challenge of having to choose that said good part? I won't be long. I just want to show you a couple of things, three things, if I may. The first thing that I want to make and the first point I want to make in answering the question, how do you choose the good part? Well, let's read the text. Look at verse 38 and verse 39. The Bible says, now while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany and a woman named Martha welcomed into her home. This is the same Mary and Martha who are are sisters to Lazarus. They are all, after this, they become Jesus's friends. These are the people who the Bible depicts as Jesus's friends. But this is the initial, initial interaction between Mary and Martha and Jesus. And verse 39 says she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. I want us to understand from this first point, how do you choose the good part? You have to break the protocols of the world to position yourself to listen to Jesus. I'm telling you now that Mary, Jesus Jesus has already deemed that Mary has chosen the good part. And so what did Mary choose? She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. She broke worldly protocols in order to position herself at the feet of Jesus to listen to him. Remember when I said that Mary's moment, her moment, her challenge was choose to serve Or the moment. Mary chose the moment. What are you talking about, Pastor Eric? What do you mean by break the protocols of the world? See, in this particular day, a woman was not allowed to sit like a disciple at the feet of a rabbi. Jesus himself was a rabbi. And so this was breaking all kinds of traditional and worldly protocols for Mary not only... Uh, to, to, to forsake her womanly duties, but to sit at the feet of Jesus as if she is one of his disciples, male disciples. And so she broke the protocols of the day, of the time, of the world to position herself in a place to listen to Jesus. So how do you choose the good part? You got to break the protocols of the world. What are the protocols of the world? I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that there's some things that is perfectly right as it relates to our world, as it relates according to our society, certain protocols that says you ain't supposed to do this and you ain't supposed to do that. But I'm trying to get you to understand that the simple things, the regular things, the normal things of our world, you're going to have to break those things sometimes if you're going to find yourself in a position literal, literally and figuratively and spiritually at the foot of Jesus. You're going to have to look at your life and examine and pull back the layer and pull back the curtains of your life and look and see what is normalcy for you and break that sometimes if you want to be at the foot of Jesus. Now, I want to be clear. I want to be theologically clear and theologically correct. I'm not attempting to state that there's, no, there's certain ways and there's you who can actually give yourself access to Christ. I'm not saying that we are saved by grace and by grace alone. what I am simply just saying is that if you want to hear from God, if you want to hear from Jesus, if you want to have your hands laid, I'm saying that you're gonna have to get out of you're gonna have to get some stuff out of your way, break some protocols, you're gonna to have to think different, look different, talk differently be around different kind of folk you're gonna to have to kind of break some normalcies of life in order to position yourself. Mary had the responsibility of her womanly duties in that particular day and time. It was exactly what she should have been doing is helping her sister Martha. But she had a challenge in choosing and she had to either choose to serve worldly protocols. Be the the woman and in that particular day to serve and to serve and, and, and be hospitable or choose the moment. Jesus is reclining in your home. I'm choosing the moment to be at his feet. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm asking you, where is the moment? Do you know what the moment? Can you identify the moment where it is calling for you to be Choose Christ over worldly protocols. There's some things, some expectations of you. There's some 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 expectations of, of a job that you hold, a position that you hold, or the last name, your last name. There's some expectations of you. Some of you are grandmothers and grandfathers and parents and uncles and aunts. And your friends, your best friends, your godparents, and all those things, there's some things, there's some expectations that are laced over your head that that, 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 that the world says is perfectly fine, but you need to break. But you need to get to Jesus. You need to get to the feet of Jesus. And so Mary had her challenge challenging moment. It was either to serve or the moment. It was either to continue on in the same old old protocols of the world or break them and spend time with Jesus. The second thing that I want to bring to our attention in our text If we could read uh, verse 40, but the second thing I want to bring is say no to what's calling you. How do you choose the good part? You got to break the protocols of the world to position yourself to listen to Jesus. Secondly, you got to say no to what's calling you. What do you mean by what's calling you, Pastor Eric? Look at verse 40. It says, but Martha was very busy very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? What's calling you? Now, let me be clear. I'm not talking about the type of calling that God is calling something over your life, those who he has called to preach his gospel, those who he has called to do missionary work or whatever it might be. I'm not talking about the call of God over your life. I'm talking about the things that keeping you up at night, that keep calling you figuratively and mentally, the things that keep being over you and on you, that you cannot focus on the moment because the stuff or things keep calling you. You got to say no to what's keeping you up at night. You got to say no that what's keeping you worried and distracted. What's calling you? What is the thing that you keep doing every single week that keeps calling you, but you haven't yet, you have yet to realize that it's actually distracting you? You have yet to realize that it's actually worrying you and bothering you. What is calling you? Is it people? Is it an organization? Is it an affiliation? Is it a connection? Is it something that you're trying to achieve that no one asks you to try to achieve that? Is something calling you that's causing you like Martha in her challenge to choose responsibilities over the moment? My brothers and sisters, if I had to title this message to something else, I would title it, Don't Miss the Moment. Don't miss the moment. Do you understand that Jesus is reclining at your table in your home? Don't miss the moment. In this day and age, in this day and time, I believe Jesus is reclining at all of our tables, in all of our homes, and saying, listen, you got too much on your plate. You're doing too much. You got too much going on. You're overwhelming your own self. It ain't the devil, and it ain't me. It's you that's picking up all this stuff and putting it on your own shoulder, and you're calling out to me to remove it. And I'm telling you, That you are choosing responsibilities. You are choosing desires. You are choosing noble affiliations over the moment. My brothers and sisters in Christ, can I just tell you something that ain't in this Bible, but maybe we could find it somewhere in this Bible that Jesus or God is speaking to us in this particular form? Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. The less you have is more because the more part is having more time with God. Less is more. Less is, not, more is not, uh, is not, less is not better to only replace it with more. Less is more because you have more time for those of us who are believers to spend with Jesus. Martha wasn't wrong She she gets a bad rep sometimes She wasn't wrong She was fulfilling her womanly duties She was absolutely correct To go to Jesus and ask him Why is it the other woman in the house My sister not assisting me To do the traditional roles Of a woman Martha and her challenge Of choosing She chose responsibilities over the moment. Why do you say it that way, preach man? Because I need us to understand that sometimes some of the things that you're doing is right. Some of the things that you're a part of, some of the things that you're putting your energy and your efforts and your mind and your brain and your hands and your feet to is right. It is cause for you to do that. But if it causes you to miss the moment, my brothers and sisters in Christ, get this if you don't get nothing else. But if it is, if it is causing you to miss the moment, it ain't worth it. I don't care what changes you gotta make. The scripture tells you that. I'm gonna get into that next. The scripture is clear. Jesus is clear. It's his writing. It's clear on how he says. And what he speaks to this, and I'm telling you, I'm saying that it ain't worth it. If whatever you are responsible for, whatever you're doing, if it's causing you to miss the moment, Jesus, the Messiah has stopped by your house on your invite. On your invitation, excuse me. And you miss the moment. What do you have to say no to? What's calling you, my brothers and sisters? I don't care what it is. It can be an addiction. It can be whatever. What's calling you? What every time you go to walk towards being in the moment With Jesus, something calls you back. What is the thing that is calling you back that you have to say no to? The third thing that I will say as it relates to choosing, how do you choose the good part? That is, we must trade the now for what's necessary. We must trade now for what's necessary. Let me make all this make sense and bring it home. Verse 41, Jesus says, but the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, let me just explain this little portion to you. Anytime you see the word of God speaking double names, And anything, but definitely double names. This is a sign of elevation. This is a sign for the person to understand that this is the moment. This is the moment, don't you miss it. And so Jesus might've said, Martha, Martha, don't you miss this moment? He's elevating her. He's elevating us in this moment. And he's saying, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered, and anxious, as the Amplified Bible says, about so many things. Jesus goes on in verse 42 to say, but only one thing, only one thing is necessary. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, That there's only one thing is necessary because I'm telling you that if you give me more than one thing, sometimes I might fall apart. Sometimes my 45-year-old mind can't handle the capacity to handle more than one thing. And I am thankful that my salvation, I'm thankful that my Lord Jesus is asking me to be responsible and mindful of just. One thing, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I hope you are getting this. He says in verse 42, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part. Some translation says she has discovered it. We must trade now for what's necessary. What Jesus is trying to say to Martha, I believe in this particular text, he's trying to remind her that yes, indeed, you have responsibilities. Yes, indeed, Mary should be helping you. But I'm telling you, there's only one thing is necessary when the moment is in the room and Mary has chosen the good part. The reason why I use the illustration about the cassette tape and recording the whole song and rewinding and forwarding to your favorite part, the good part, because it was not that Martha did not have Jesus. She was literally cooking a meal and cleaning for Jesus. She had Jesus. She was in the room with Jesus. But what Mary did beyond what Martha did, she chose the good part. And I'm saying what Mary did is she traded now for what was necessary. What was now is for her to be serving Jesus. But she chose what was necessary. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I know that you are living in the now. I know that life might appear to be the now moment, but sometimes... If not all the time, especially in this day and age, you must choose the necessary. And the necessary is at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word, listening to him expose this world and show you how to be and function in this world and how to live for him. That's the necessary. What did Mary trade in? She traded in perhaps being honored in her womanly duties. She traded now uh, and and chose what was necessary. She could have been uh, handling and serving Jesus Christ. She could have been known as the one who would be counted on in the time that Christ will come to be crucified she could have been known now as the most hospitable one of Bethany of the village she could have been known now as someone who would who have known Jesus and been around Jesus but she chose the necessary she traded now for what was necessary My brothers and sisters in Christ, if you want to choose the good part, I don't care, and I don't know, and I don't mean this in a negative judgmental way. I don't care, and I don't know what your now is, but you must choose what's necessary. Jesus said it, not me, not Pastor Eric. Jesus says, but the only thing is necessary For Mary has chosen it. And Jesus says. Which will not be taken from her. When we choose. What's necessary. Versus what's now. Jesus says it will not be taken from us. Of course Christ is talking about himself. He's talking about his full self. Choosing him always being able to understand the moment that Christ is calling you to be in relationship with him will never be taken away from you. But I also believe what Jesus is meaning here as well is that when we choose the things that point to him, the things that are centered in him, the things that are necessary, he will not take it away. He will not allow the strength, the faith, the ability, the bandwidth, the mental capacity to function and to deal with what it is that is necessary. Martha wasn't wrong in adhering to her womanly responsibilities. Quite frankly, Mary should have been there. But Mary chose to blow this thing up because she understood the moment. Mary chose to break protocols, to position herself. And in that day and age tradition and Jewish heritage, all that stuff was, man, it was like hardcore law. You'd be stoned if you were a woman to do that. The woman with the issue of blood, she just, she had to get through all of the, a woman to come out in public bleeding, to be, un, if a man was bleeding, he would have been unclean, but for a woman to be bleeding the way she was bleeding, she would have been stone unclean. And she had to get to the hem of Jesus' garment. blind beggar side of the road who was yelling out son of David have mercy on me the disciples telling him to be quiet pushing him away people pushing him aside and he's saying no this is my moment Jesus is walking by son of David have mercy on me What are you saying, Pastor Eric? I am trying to get us to understand, myself included, that you got to know the difference between the moment and the moment. You got to know the difference between your now and what's necessary. You got to know the difference between Jesus being present and to what's calling and what's distracting you. You have to choose the good part. Jesus says that's the only thing that's necessary. And for Mary has chosen it. And the question to us today, have we chosen the good part? Do we want great praise? Here's the challenge. As I mentioned earlier in this message, the challenge for those of us who are hearing this message is that do you want great praise now or do you want the good part my wife and i we had a very important conversation this week and i'm so thankful that god allows for the right moment and right time can i just tell you it's beneficial husbands and wives To wait till you, and this goes with anybody, not just husbands and wives, but wait till you have gathered your thoughts. Wait till God has kind of given you a clear processing of what you're thinking. And then present it to someone else so that you can find the right moment at the right time. And so I have been thinking about something that's been on me for some time. And I had prolonged and it was eating at me, it was heavy on me, it was calling me. And I just and it was this moment, and I just decided to talk to my wife about it. And in the end of that conversation, this conversation was probably one of the one of, one of one of the best conversations we've had since we've been together. And what I mean by that is that 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 sometimes you talk. My wife and I—we talk all the time. But sometimes there's those few conversations, and we're like, "Whoa, we understand of why we're married. We understand why we're why we're connected the way that we're connected, and we grew a little bit to be to realize how much more connected that we are. And we had a really good conversation. And I and I believe that in that conversation. That it was a conversation. I think I had already thought through this particular message. This message was pretty much already done, except for being written down. And it was a. It, it was the after the conversation. It was a clear understanding about choosing the good part. This wasn't even a, a marital issue. It wasn't wasn't nothing like that. Nothing negative. This was a life thing that her and I were discussing. And it just reap of choosing the good part, choosing what was necessary versus what was now. And I'm sure of it, that it will lead to breaking protocols that the world would deem to be Right to position ourselves to be closer to Jesus, and I'm telling you, this message was already done. I'm telling you, this conversation was way after the message, and I, I just, it was amazing how I'm. God gave me this message, and then my wife and I had that conversation. And it just blows my mind of how powerful this text is. I've preached this text before. I've read it a million times. I'm pretty sure you have. And the Amplified Bible, I appreciate it, that it puts, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part. And so that's forever etched in my mind, not only just because of this message, in the conversation my wife and I had this week in the week of preparing for this message. But just reading it from the Amplified Bible, the good part. And so I am praying and I am challenging and I am imploring. I am pushing. I am nagging. I am whatever you want to call it to all of us who are watching this message. That we Think about where our life is and that we won't miss the moment. If if I could just see Mary again, and I know it may not happen this way, but when I get to heaven, I just want to hug Mary. I just want to hug her and say, thank you. Thank you for knowing the moment. Thank you for choosing to break protocols, choosing to forfeit the woman responsibilities and being known in the village as the woman who served Christ. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for just sitting in a posture of being attentive to Christ's teaching, to teach all of us, to show all of us, years and years and years later, to choose the good part, for us to choose necessary versus now, to choose the good part instead of great praise, to choose the moment instead of rightly responsibilities. Jesus reminded us. He said, he said, Martha, and this was Jesus's challenge. He was either challenged when Martha came to him to say, tell her to help me. He was challenged with either honoring tradition or the moment. Even the moment had a moment. And he chose to not honor tradition but he chose to honor obedience. And he chose to honor Mary. And he said, no, he didn't say this, but essentially he said, no, I'm not going to tell her to help you. Because Martha, I wish you could understand because you're so worried and you're so anxious and you're so bothered and you're losing your mind trying to fix dinner. And the truth of the matter is the bread of life is here. and you so worried and Mary Necessary, which is the good part. Father, we thank you for the good part, which is your word. You thank you. And so, God, I pray now for me, for the people listening, for our church for people who will listen down the road, that you, Lord, that you will help us to choose what's necessary, and that you will help us to not care about protocols in the world and traditions and what's expected of us, and position ourselves at your feet, and that you, Help us divorce and and disconnect from what keeps calling us back when we're trying to run to you. So that we can choose the good part. And you will never take it away from us again. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I know there might be someone who In your life, you get all of this, you get all this illustration, this analogy. I get this, I get it, I get it, but I haven't chosen the good part. My life is still choosing the world. My life is still in the world, but I want to choose the good part, which is Jesus Christ. And so I am praying and hoping that today is the day that you have confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that is what makes him the good part. And you want the good part in your life, all over your life, all of your life and spend eternity with the good part. And today you're choosing it and I'm I'm praying that you've raised your hand, you've lifted up your voice and you've pushed out your heart to believe Christ Jesus is Lord and he has risen from the grave and you've asked him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Change me, make me anew. Give me a new walk and a new talk and a new life. Live in me, have me, possess me, take over my heart. Show me how to love like you have instructed us to love. I want the good part. If that is you, we celebrate with you. We clap our hands digitally with you, but we're praying if you're watching us, there's a button on the chat or in the chat. Just press that button that says, I committed my life to Christ so that we know who you are. Cause we want to walk with you. We want to be with you along this journey because you can help us choose the good part. And we want to help you choose the good part. How do you choose the good part? You gotta break the protocols of the world to position yourself to listen and be at the foot of Jesus. You gotta say no to what's calling you. You are trying to break away, but it keeps calling you. The worry, the bothering, the distractions, it keeps calling you. And you gotta trade now For what's necessary they could be and appear to be the same but they're not there's a difference in what's right and right for now compared to what's necessary you better pray and ask God and ask the Holy Spirit to show you the difference because you could make a mistake And I want to trade now in for what's necessary. Lord, we thank you. Let us be dismissed. Father, we thank you. As we go down from this place, Lord, be with us. Help us to choose the good part today, this week, for the rest of life. Our grace be over us. Go with us. Be with us. Rest, abide, and rule. Have your way, Lord. In your name, Jesus.